TCC, both local and global, whether you are across in the nations or whether you're with us here in Nairobi, Kenya, this coming year will take your shape. You've heard us say that before. Now, even though we say 2022, listen, we use the calendar year for reference, not for guidance. So we're not guided by the year, but we refer to the year so we can date that which we are doing in the earth as the kingdom manifests through our lives. Remember, our spiritual tribe is the sons of Issachar. And you all know that means. It means the sons of Issachar understand the times and the season in which they live and what ought to be done. Now, if you've been with TCC long enough, by now you've had our original prophetic picture that birthed TCC. The picture had to do with a vision God showed me. And in this vision, just before we began TCC, I saw a group of uh, birds. First of all, I couldn't tell what they were. They were birds and they had gathered on the ground. As I came closer, I realized they were eagles. Now, we all know that it is completely an anomaly, one, for eagles to gather, and two, for them to be on the ground. As I came closer, the picture became clear that these eagles were fully grown eagles in different stages, but all of them had one thing in common. They had broken wings. And these broken wings was forcing them to stay within a certain context. And the Lord opened my eyes to understand that that was a picture of the people that he would gather under the banner called TCC. That when they arrived, they would have broken wings, but they would be eagles. Meaning, the way you meet them, you have to discern them. In the natural, they are like eagles with broken wings. So they seem to be moving in a very limited sphere, unable to do much. Yet, if you interact with them, they seem to have insight of greater things. But they almost seem to have given up from ever accessing those things. And God said to me, said, these are the people I'm bringing to you. I want their wings to be healed and I need them to fly. And I'd like to say that as we begin 2022, we have reached the place where we can say the wings have healed. The wings have healed. And a new prophetic environment is now provided for. That even if an eagle came in at this window with a broken wing, there'd be a miraculous healing. There'd be an accelerated healing. And there's a demand now for the eagles to fly. Why is there a demand? Because if you've operated by a broken wing, you have become accustomed to functioning in an environment that is not legal for you. In an environment that you were limited to by circumstance. But now there's a demand by God to break the boundaries, break the barriers, go forth and fly as you were meant to be. And all these eagles were different types of eagles. They were fishing eagles. They were mountain eagles. They were forest eagles. They were desert eagles. They were all types of eagles, meaning every eagle had a sphere of functionality. The eagle is always a picture. One, of one of the faces of God, but two, of prophetic accuracy. Functioning in clarity of God's intent. So, let me also speak into the current unfolding. We're entering a very intense prophetic season in the earth. The global landscape may not immediately change. In fact, in some places there will be a status quo. Many people are saying 2022 has begun exactly like 2021. And in some places it will get worse. So there will be still be darkness. So please do not look for the external for change. 
The change is not going to be in the external. It's in this very environment that God expects us to rise and to shine. Keywords, rise and shine. So it's not just shine or just rise. It is to rise and to shine. These are things we'll be unpacking in this phase of kingdom movement. Now in the Kenyan context, we've entered a very specific spiritual moment. And I'll say this clearly. Our historical context is going to affect our present movement. In other words, Kenya, every ethnic crack that exists is about to be exposed. Every historical error that was birthed out of that is going to come to fruition. In other words, even though in the natural we are in an electoral year, in the spirit we are in an upheaval of ethnic spirits. So those are going to play out in political activity, but the truth behind what is playing out is our ethnic history. We sit in a very interesting prophetic window, and this is what is required. Only the tribalists, this is Revelation 5.9 that talks about Christ purchasing us out of every tribe, tongue, people, nation. Only the tribalists will thrive in the nation called Kenya. Only the tribalists are going to enter the next level of what God is doing. Therefore, this is the moment you must shed yourself of every drop of your tribe that you have withheld. Every concept of thinking, every construct of function, every reasoning, every interpretation of how you see your brother, and everything. There's a whole season in the last election we spoke about being tribeless. Now, this time the reality is going to be so great. We're also sitting in a place where the players, the political players, have the history that birthed our divisions. So the same players in our political environment are core to where our problems started. And therefore, what will unfold next will determine there will be a group of people that will remain in tribal history. They will remain in tribal history. There will be like a museum. There will be reference points. But there's another emerging generation that is tribeless, that is going to take on the mantle of leadership of this nation, that is going to move into a new season. In the next five to ten years, this particular Election is the, what we may call the watershed, the change point, where this nation's destiny changes forever. So there is a demand on a company of people called the tribalists. Just like in the season when Saul went to war with the Philistines and died in the war, there's a season that's going to die in this upheaval. And in that same season, emerged a new community in Hebron, emerged the Davidic community, emerged a people on a whole new level. So even though there will be a lot of noise from people, a lot of positions and a lot of arguments, the reality is many people have reached their end and a new generation is emerging. We will be unfolding much more. In, I'm giving you highlights, little prophetic pictures of areas we are going to expand much greater as the season unfolds. So we are entering into an intensively prophetic season where only your inner kingdom GPS will help you navigate. Because external activity will mislead you. This one season you cannot look at what is happening. You have to uh, navigate from an inner GPS. So there will also be a torrent of false and misleading prophetic voices. But they that know their God shall be strong and will do exploits. The beauty 
is that as long as you stay connected to the voice of God through the preceding word, this shall be the greatest season of your life, both spiritually and materially. In that prophetic context, I now say, welcome to 2022. This is business unusual. We believe that by now, whatever we have covered in 2021 became embedded and is now part of your DNA. Now, when you talk about being part of your DNA, we are saying that everything we learn in the kingdom process becomes a natural functioning part of us. This is not something you pick up and say, now this is 2021, 2022, we are learning something new. No. We are saying that, for example, the power to create wealth was not a nice piece of information. It was not something that was for a particular time. It is an embedding of part of us that has been missing that should not only have been restored, but also must continue growing in intensity and capacity as part of our natural operating system. Of course, you've heard us talk about yes. operating system. Yep. Meaning, when you talk about power to create wealth, mm. now you're saying that this has become me. Yeah. I'm not going back to learn. Mm. This is me now. I believe in the kingdom of God. Yes. This is how I ought to live. Yeah. Now, let's talk about conquering the giants. We've talked about the perizzite, the hittite, mm. the gigashite, all these giants we talked about. It was training for thriving in the land. When you get into the land, you need to learn how to work there. But you cannot work there with the giants, I mean, on your back. Mm -hmm. So that's when we say that when you talk of conquering the giants, you're saying that in the land, you do not walk every morning with fear and walking with Hivite and walking with Gigashite. You're walking in a place of saying, listen, I have conquered these giants. Yes. Now I'm going to the next level. So in the kingdom, it's about occupying the land one level, going to the next level and going to the next level. Now, as we begin the process of occupying the land, mm. now we need to talk about this land that we've been talking. When you talk about giants, yes. hitting the giants, yes. destroying them, yes. and coming to a place of standing up with confidence that we are sons of God, exactly. that he has given us the land. Yes. Now, this land, we must occupy. Occupying the land is a very interesting concept because, first of all, like you said, we've been dealing with the land, the land, the land, the, the land. land. Everything, when you enter the land, you will. When you do this in the land, you will. The land that I give you. Yes. Now, keyword, you were given land to occupy. Think again. You were given land to occupy, meaning occupying, and that's why the, the, the phrase now we are going to be using, occupying, is a present and continuous activity. Important to note. It is not present arriving. and continuous. <laughs> it is not arriving at the land. Okay. It is occupying the land. Now, to do this, we need to come to a working understanding of some key issues, mm -hmm. all right? These are going to be very key issues because if you get these key issues, then you'll come to a proper understanding of what we mean by occupying, occupying. the land. So the, one of the working understandings we'll have to have is what is our contextual definition of the land? Mm -hmm. So, the, listen, in scripture, every phase of movement has a meaning that has to be brought into context of the day you live in. So... According to our journey, according to the word God has given TCC, and according to everywhere that we are sent to function, there is a contextual definition of the land. So we are going to be having a clarity of that contextual definition. So every time you make a reference to the land, you as a person have clarity on 
what do I mean by that? Mm. And I think what yes. you're saying here, yes. you will still find somebody else, another yes. community talking about the land. Yes. But they are talking from their context, yes. what God is telling them to do at exactly. this particular moment. Exactly. So like what you're saying, when you talk of contextual, yep. you're simply saying that you as the Cyrus community, yes. if you're saying that I am tracking this word, yep. and I'm saying that I am occupying the land, yes. when I'm occupying this land, yes. this is the context yes. of what, what God is, is telling me. So yeah. that is where we always say, yeah. you cannot go picking up every meaning of the land from everywhere. From everywhere. There's something called there context. Is context. And I, <laughs> I don't know how many times I'll ever emphasize that word context. Yeah. And why am I saying this is because, as I said in my earlier clip, there will be many voices. And many voices will claim the same statements. Mm. Because if, if you go back, and let me just digress a little, just before they went to Babylon, two prophets spoke about the same activity. One said, don't worry, we are going for a very short time, we are coming back. So he wasn't disagreeing that they were going. Mm -hmm. All right? But he said, you're going for a very short time, and, and he became very dramatic, and all sorts of things he did. Then Jeremiah steps in and speaks and says, you know what? You have not heard the Lord. We are going, yes, but we will be there a long time. Mm. Now, what is important within those two contexts? The first context, if you listen to the first prophet, you are clear that you are going. But because you don't know how long you'll be there, you won't plan properly. Yep. All right? And so you'll get caught up and you will, as time passes on, you'll get frustrated. But you listen to the second accurate voice, you're able to prepare correctly. You're able to function like Daniel. Mm. I, Daniel, understood by the books of Jeremiah. And that's why Daniel remained in a certain environment of function. Now, so context, as we speak of the land, there may be other voices speaking of the land. Listen, we're not saying they are false or true. We are saying they have contexts. Yeah. We have a context. Be clear about our context. That would be very, very key. That's going to be crucial yeah. as we enter this new level. Yes. The next issue that we have to deal with in this same environment of, of, uh, that we need to have to have a working understanding is what does occupying the land mean? Mm. Mm. Because we might get to understand what the land is, but when you say occupying, how will you know you're occupying? What does that actually mean? So that's going to be very crucial as we break down the first phase of this year. These are going to be core matters that you must fully understand. All right? And I think most importantly is this. What time and season are we mm. living in prophetically? Mm. Because you may be in the land. If you don't understand the times and the season, you'll not know what to do. So what time and season are we living in prophetically? What kairos, what chronos, remember those teachings? Yes. And how does that directly impact our ability to occupy the land? The land. And again, when you yes. talk about the kairos and the chronos, yes. talking about prophetically understanding the time we live in, yes. remember as the Cyrus community, TCC, we say that we, uh, we have the grace of Issachar, yes. understanding the times and the seasons, and what we ought to be doing. Absolutely. There's one thing to understand. Yes, There's another yeah. thing yes. to know yes. what we ought to be exactly. doing. So that is another thing that we have to ask ourselves. Yes. As we talk of occupying the land, mm -hmm. we must ask ourselves, what do we need to be doing yes. at every moment of this journey? Exactly. All right? Yeah. So, so actually, in no specific order, yeah. we'll begin to answer these core questions as they are our key to our, our ability to occupy the land. So if you want to occupy the land, those three things must become natural knowledge to you. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be crucial. So 
The first part we want to look at, and we're not going to do this in any specific order, okay, like I said, but we want to look at the first part, which I think to me is the more crucial one, the prophetic timeline. Mm. Because if you understand the time and the season, then the other pieces They'll fall into place. become clear. Yeah? So the first part we want to look at is the prophetic timeline we are living in. And that is Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. All right. Now that is a preamble to what our prophetic season the term we want to use, you know, when we seek God, God gives you a, a, a picture and then you get a language to capture your kairos. Say that again. All right. Mm -hmm. When God wants to do something in the earth, okay. he'll give you a picture. When you interpret the picture, it will allow you to come up with a phrase to describe the kairos you are in. Okay. The reason I said that is maybe you can go back just briefly yes. into Jeremiah where yes. God asks him, what do you see? Yes. It's very common for God to speak to prophets that way. Mm. He shows them something and asks them, what do you see? And when they say, I see this, then God interprets what they have seen. Mm. In other words, it's God who showed it, but you are seeing will help you capture what God is showing you. In other words, you might not capture everything, but you'll capture what is relevant mm. for your current functioning. Powerful. All right? So for us, that scripture captures a powerful um, phrase that I believe you will hear a lot from us and it will become a common phrase as we unfold. We want to call the season we are in, and listen carefully, the word we are living by is still the power to create wealth. Okay. Don't get confused. All right. Within that overview of a word, there are kairoses. Within those kairoses, there are Chronoses. In other words, there is what God is doing on a large scale. Mm -hmm. Then there is what God gives you as faces or epochs within that scale. Mm -hmm. And within those epochs, God gives you activities to carry out. We told you this journey is going to be prophetic now. Okay. So let's get used to those interpretations. Let's go to something here. Yes. You've said that we are still in the season yes. to experience God's power to create wealth. Exactly. Still, yes, we've not. It, it was not a 2021 no. word, no. it was not something that every year you come up with a new word and yes. every city. Now, in Genesis, God said that the seed of woman mm -hmm. will crush your head. Yes, all right. Yep, now I hope you know He did that in yes. Matthew. Yes, He did. Now, between Genesis and Matthew, you see kairoses, you see pockets yes. or epochs of time where God is doing something with David, yes. with Moses, yes. with Habakkuk, yes. with Samson. All those who are leading to Ooh. the statement that he made in Genesis. Now, you thinking that David is a standalone. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole place stand alone as David. You're yes. like, uh-uh, David is part of that word which was spoken. Yes. He's leading us into that place where we can stand up and say, the son of man, the Messiah is here to fulfill a word that was spoken in Genesis. And I think it is important to understand the reason for the crushing of the head is not a destination. Yes. The crushing of the head is so that the kingdom can, can. continue. So it wasn't about, now we are done, we crushed his head. God is not interested in the head of a serpent. He's not. <laughs> that was not where he's, he's going. He's not that sitting not in heaven victory. saying, hallelujah, you crushed. crushed. No. It's it is, for a reason. The, the, the head of the serpent has to be crushed for the kingdom to emerge. Yes. All right? So I was saying that to say yes. that when you talk about we as TCC, that this still, when you yes. hear us continue saying we are in the season to experience God's power to create world, that's yes. a whole yes. season. In exactly. it, kairoses, exactly. epochs, yes. or pockets, yes. or timelines. Yep. And so we are, what we are saying is to bring that fullness of God's intent, the reason the power to create wealth that he may establish his covenant mm-hmm. has manifestations by which that power is supposed to be experienced and expanded. Mm, mm. Alright? So, the phrase you're going to hear, and you see we've held it because we want to release it to you so that it embeds in your spirit. Yes. It is called the Kairos of the Eighth Mountain. Mm. Remember the scripture we've spoken about? It says that, that it, the, the mountain of the temple of the Lord shall be chief among the mountains, mountains. plural, that means there are what? Mountains. mountains. But this mountain shall be established at the top of these mountains. mountains. Why are we calling it eight? Where are we getting seven from? But before we even go there, let's establish this first of all as a truth. By now you understand the law of truth in scripture. In the mouth of two or three witnesses is a truth, truth established. established. Now what does that mean? It means that when two people give you the same uh, statement from their perspective not when they twin mm. and mimic each other <laughs> from their perspective it is evidence that it is the truth mm. okay so we have to look at another prophet who also gives us this phrase with a certain emphasis that then gives you the full picture okay and so we look we look, we look at it again now in Micah Micah chapter 4 verse 1 to 4 Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the Lord shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords and plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord has, of hosts has spoken. Aha. So, you see two prophets giving you a picture. And I like they each use their language and their perspective. One says the last days, one says the latter days. Okay? Yes. 
whichever way you want to look at it. One says the temple, one says the house. Yet, the phrase is exactly the same. Mm. They give you the same overviews, the same activities that will happen, and in the same order. But then, Micah adds something at the end. Talks about everyone dwelling under his vine, vine. and his fig tree, and everybody dwelling in safety. So, all these things are part of the picture. Now, you need to understand. Some of you remember the, 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 the statement I put out at the beginning about how many prophetic streams are going to merge into a river. All right? That's exactly what we are seeing here. Mm. The, the power of prophetic streams, each seeing a picture of a time, them converging and then becoming a river. That river is the Spirit of God. Mm. It is going to move marvelous things in its path. Yes. So, keep in mind that many prophetic realities unfold, not because they have been spoken, but because there is a generation in the earth that is not only aware of them, but is accurately positioned for their manifestation. Mm, that's powerful. That is not only aware, mm -hmm. so first you must know those prophetic words, yeah. they understood the times and the seasons, and you must be positioned for its manifestation. Listen, let's use a very simple one. Jesus gave a prophetic word. He says, stay in Jerusalem until power from on high comes upon you. You have to be aware and you have to be positioned Yes. to receive it. Even though you said it, there were many people who had who did not receive it. Because the amount of people that received it were not the amount of people that had it. Mm. So we are saying that CCC, yes. we must be that generation in the earth yes. that is not only aware exactly. of what has been spoken, what God is doing, what yes. is the timeline of God, yes. but we must be accurately positioned yes. for the manifestation of that which yes. God is doing or is planning to do in the earth Absolutely. or what he's doing in this season. Exactly. So this word for TCC, yes. we are taking it so seriously yes. that we must be aware and we must be positioned. positioned. We want to be able to say with boldness like Peter, hmm. this, this is that. Hmm. That's the principle. Manifestation. So yes. like we've always been saying yeah. that it is not time for wordsmithing. It's no. not time for just repeating statements. It's not time to just say there's a conversation today. Mm. It is time for manifestation. Yes. Your life must become a manifestation yes. of that which God is, is intending to do in the earth. Yes. So when God says, I want to do something in the earth, he can never do it in the air. Absolutely. He does it through a people. Exactly. We want to be that person. We want to be that people. Yes. This is God is not bound by calendar. Yes but by the preparedness of our people. Mm. I want that phrase mm. to stay with you. God is not bound by calendar, but by the preparedness. The Bible says, when they were in one place, in one accord, mm. the Spirit came. When they, notice mm -hmm. who was positioned. The, the Spirit was, listen, Spirit doesn't live in time. Yes. Spirit did not need time. It needed people. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of God needed people to be positioned and accurate. Yes. So there are powerful things about to manifest. Our awareness and our positioning mm. is the key to unlocking it. So as a people, we can have our calendars moving. Yes. We are in 2022, going to 2023. And God is telling my friend, I'm on pause. Yes. I'm on pause because yeah. I'm not moved by calendars. Yeah. I'm moved by a people yes. who are standing up and saying, use me. Find a exactly. person in me. Find a vessel that you can use in the earth. And that is what we are saying in, for us. That 2022 will not have impact if you are not positioned. 2022 will not have an impact if you are not standing up in that place where we are saying, listen, God is doing something. And TCC, let's become the people that he can manifest through in the earth. And let me say here, Conquering giants was technology for position. Mm. Hmm. Yes. Because what is about to be released, you can't afford to have a giant resident in your land. Mm. 
It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. All right? That's the key to it. Yes. Now, we're going to begin to pull some of the key things in those two scriptures and bring them into context so that we can understand where we are living today. Okay? Remember, we are dealing with the context of the land, the context of the season we are in, and we are using these prophetic scriptures that are manifesting in our time to fully comprehend what is actually going on. So, this, the phrase we're going to begin by looking at is the mountain of, of the, the Lord's, Lord's house. house. Now, mountains in scripture have various concept, textual meanings. You notice why we like context? God gives you a mountain, yet that same mountain has so many meanings in scripture, unless you have context, you don't take them arbitrarily and just think you can use the term mountain. That's why sometimes, if you're not called and not skilled, don't try and interpret scripture. Mm -hmm. Because you will hear mountain here yes. and think that's the same meaning that you should derive from this other scripture. Exactly. Yet there are two different yes. contexts. Absolutely. Two different in fact, meanings. In fact, this particular uh, month, I will do a special edition on calling. How do you know God has called someone? How do you know the context of function within the call? Mm. Because there is call and then there is function. Alright? Yeah. So the mountain of the Lord's house, now the word mountain, in this context of scripture, is very interesting because the, 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 the prophet gives it a character. He just doesn't leave it as a mountain. Mm. He calls it the mountain of the Lord's house, which means of there are other mountains. the Lord's house. Yes. Of the Lord's, of the Lord's house. house. There's a specific mountain. Mm. It's not just any mountain. Yes. Okay? Because if you don't understand that, we're going to enter a very dangerous trap in understanding that there are differences in mountains. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you combine the two pictures, mountain and Lord's house, listen, by now you should know the Lord's house is a people. Yes. All right? Did you not know that we, we, plural, mm -hmm. are the temple of the Holy Spirit and that God dwells in us? Mm -hmm. So this picture is really... The prophets can already see, it says, in the latter days, right? Yes. In the last days. So in the last days, what is the Lord's house? A people. Mm. Mm. Yet yeah, this Lord's house, a people, becomes a mountain. Listen, even Daniel talks about it becoming a mountain. So right? when you talk about the mountain, the mountain here of the Lord's is a house, people. it's a people. Okay, that's powerful. Are we clear? You have to get that. It's yes. a people. It's a people. Yeah. But why call it a mountain? Because it has a governing, a powerful immovable, mm. steadfast, those are all pictures mm. Mm. Of, of a mountain. Reliable, mm. powerful, listen, you can add to your own list, look at a mountain, mm. majestic, towering, visible, there are so many things you can get from that. Wow. So this community of people is, listen, this is the most powerful community of people in the So earth. when you talk about um, the mountain of the Lord's house yes. being established in the latter days or yes. in the last days, you're talking yes. about a people who are yes. powerful, yes. who are steadfast, yes. who are reliable, who uh -huh. are immovable, yes. who are exalted. Yes. These are our people. Uh -huh. And this is what God is saying. These yes. people yes. shall be established. Yes. So when he said this mountain shall be established. Shall be established. A people. Now listen carefully to two words. Hmm. First of all, there's a people, a powerful people. Yes. But those people shall be established. What does it mean for them to be established? It means to arrive at that status. Mm. This is the status, but how shall be arrived at? Mm. So this one, we have to look at the Hebrew meaning for the word established. Okay. The word is kun. Kun. Kun means to be made firm. Mm. To be made stable. To be firmly set up. Mm -hmm. 
to be made secure, to be enduring, to be fixed, to be securely determined, to be directed aright, to be steadfast. In other words, listen, you can add more words to be ready, to be arranged, to be settled, to be provided for, to be furnished with. We are still talking about established. Yes. These people shall be established. The same word. What is it to be established? Yes. To be made firm. Yes. To be made stable. Yes. Firmly established. To mm -hmm. be set up. Yes. To be made secure. Now remember, when you're reading these um, meanings, yes. when I come and say to be made secure, remember yes. I'm saying these are people. People. Are people who will be made secure. Yes. Are people who will be enduring. Yes. This is me and you. Yes. This is, this is what you're saying. Mm. Are people who are determined. Exactly. I mean, when you listen to it the, and the, look the, at the, it as you, then you're like, surely, to be established. The, the, the two words I left to emphasize, because to me they are the two most powerful words. In that, whether everything you can get your Hebrew Bible, this is not something we are making up. We are reading a translation. Okay? Yes. It's the two words to be constituted and to be restored. Hmm. To be constituted talks of government, talks of laws, systems, talks of a functional order mm -hmm. and then to be restored means this was supposed to be our original position so the mountain of the lord of yes. the lord's house yes shall be constituted yes. shall be restored. restored that is us we shall be restored and yes. it's not god saying might be no we shall, shall be in these days yes these are the days of restoration yes. for you and me there's something that God has promised that yes. I am doing one, two, three things. But in the doing of this, exactly. the one thing I'm going to do is to constitute you and restore you. Exactly. And that is why we are saying we are emerging in the season of the eighth mountain. mountain. Alright? Now, talking of which, it also there's another key phrase, on top of the mountains. So all that will be done on top, top of the mountains. And I, I really don't know how to emphasize the principle here. Mm -hmm. On top of the mountains. mountains. So there are other mountains. Now we need to get a little clarity on those mountains. Now, there's a clear description of how Babylon functions in the nations and what many today mm -hmm. have actually identified as the marketplace. Maybe you've heard that phrase many times. And I know you've even had the seven mountains being taught. Listen, that description is not wrong. Can we be correct? Yeah. It is actually drawn from Revelation 17.9. In fact, read Revelation 17.9 so that I can show you where it's drawn from, but then we've been focusing and studying the wrong mountains. Mm. So there are seven mountains. Yes. Here. This is Revelation 17.9. Yes. Here is the mind which has wisdom. Mm -hmm. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. So there you are. In Revelation, it tells you, and if you read in Revelation 17 and 18, it is a description of Babylon. You should okay. know that by now. It's a description of Babylon. The description that is used is a woman. Listen, it's not strange. The, the description of the church is also a woman. Yes. A bride. One is a bride, one is a prostitute. Mm, the harlot. Talked about a lot in yes. Revelation. So you see, and it talks about the trade. It talks about everything. And yet, Revelation is telling you, John is telling you, if you want to decode wisdom, you want to find this woman, look at the seven mountains. Mm -hmm. That's where she sits. On the seven mountains. On the seven mountains. So, the seven mountains are controlled by this woman. The seven mountains... 
So here we are saying there's a, a woman sitting on seven mountains. Yes. These seven mountains are operating yep. with the wisdom of this woman. Exactly. Not of God. And that is why God is talking about another mountain that is going to arise above the seven. On top. And this one on top is the one we've been dealing with. Yes. The one we've been talking about will be established, constituted, yes. and restored. This is the other mountain. Yes. So when you understand that we're operating at the top of these mountains, mm -hmm. now you understand who will come up. So let's stop again here. <laughs> Babylon operates on the seven mountains. Yes. That's why when you talk about the marketplace, yep. and we've been talking about, yes, we're going to the marketplace, we're going to deal with education, we're going to deal with judiciary, we're going to deal with uh, legislature yes. and all that. We've been talking about the seven mountains that operate with the wisdom of this harlot. And unfortunately, we have sent many expeditions <laughs> to, the seven to the seven mountains that have failed because mm. you cannot navigate in a foreign nation under its rules. Mm. So you're going to the seven mountain to operate with their You're trying policies. to tweak their laws. Mm. You can't. So God says there are seven mountains. Yes, functional. They have wisdom. Yes. But the wisdom is from another. Yes. Now, there's another mountain that is going to be established on top of the seven. Yes. So when you talk of the marketplace, there's another generation that is arising in the marketplace. Thank you. But they will be on top. So what does that tell you? On top means superior Superior. To greater than, mm. better than, mm. more functional than. Yes. There's right? an eighth mountain. There's an eighth mountain. We keep <laughs> missing the eighth mountain. Yes. The mountain of the Lord's house. I have to read that again. <laughs> it shall come to pass in the latter days or in the last days that mm. the mountain of the Lord's house mm. shall be established on the top of the mountains. On top. The other mountains. That means... Guys, People, we have been going to look for ideas when they are supposed to come look for ideas. Mm. Mm. So, that takes us to the next phrase that we pull out of that prophetic word. Many nations will come, come up. Listen, many in scripture always means more than half. That means anything from 50% to 98%. Many nations will come up. Will come up. Up, notice and which way they are coming mm, to the eighth mountain. What does that tell you when we go to the seven mountains? We are going which way? You are going down. <laughs> Problem. And every time we are going down, yes, we are not sent. We lose our yeah? power. We will lose. Many nations will come up. up. The nations will come. Mm. I will emphasize again. They will come. We will not go. Neither we will go we will will we go to call them no, to come. No. That is misplaced. No. That is not in scripture. Yes. They will come. And they've said it so interestingly. Mm -hmm. They said they will say to one another. Notice they're having their own conversation. Oh yes. Let us go to the mountain, mountain. of the Lord. Hmm. Let us go to the ecclesia hmm. people. Hmm. Let us go. They will tell each other. Now let me ask you, before that conversation can be had, there must be a something that has happened mm. that they are discussing that is saying, let us go. Okay, stop. We're talking about the eighth mountain. Yes. Now for me to say, yes. I'm in these seven mountains, I've yes. been operating with the wisdom here, yes. but I look up and I see another mountain. Yes. And then I come and talk with you and we discuss and say, listen, um, let us go to the mountain. Let us Thank go you. up. Yes. We must have seen something there. Exactly. And it says here something powerful mm. that they will say, 
let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to yes. the house of the God of Jacob. They have sat down, they have discerned that mountain. They have discussed people, it, they have observed it, they even know where it is. They even know what to call it. They are calling are, it by the right name. They are calling it by the right name. The yes. house of God of Jacob. Yes. For what? He will teach us yes. his ways and we shall walk in his path. So where are they coming? To learn his, way. his ways and to walk in his paths. Listen, yeah. Cyrus community, I have to use that term now to wake you up to something. Yes. One of the ten promises that God gives Cyrus is interesting. He says, I will show you hidden riches mm -hmm. and secret wealth. You think God is after the riches the world has hidden? Mm. When he says hidden and secret, they are his hidden. And his secret. secret. He's not a nothing for you where the enemy hid there. Mm. No. And those treasures he's talking about are the treasures that manifest in wealth. Mm -hmm. I didn't say those treasures are wealth. They are treasures that God has, but those treasures will yes. manifest in wealth. How do I know that? Mm. They said, come, let us go and learn his ways, ways and walk in his paths. Those two keywords are key. To, to know his ways. ways and walk in his paths. And then they have an interesting wisdom. Mm. The only people who know that mm. are the mountain of the Lord's house. They're not even attempting to seek the Lord directly. Mm. Let us go to these people. They have this thing. These guys, the house of God. Yes. They even know that when we look at these people, yes. we know God is in them. Remember, they are coming from mountains. Mm. Mm. But they've seen a superior mountain. mountain. And they are coming up. They used to think they were up. Mm. Until up. they saw, then they are coming I up. I think the wisdom you are seeing here, when you talk about people coming from the seven mountains, are people who are recognizing that where we are is actually inferior. Yes. And we have seen something more superior. Yes. We have seen something more powerful. We have seen something more yes. reliable. Yes. And now we are all talking to ourselves and say, let us go, not I will go. Let us, they are coming in their lords. They are coming and they are saying, teach us your ways. You know, we walk in your paths. In your paths. Now, you know what this says to me? And when we're first musing and searching God on this, one of the things that comes out of here is really a sense of shame. Let me put it this way. We thought they were superior. Mm. So we either hate them or admire them. Mm. Okay? Yep. The problem is not that. By this scripture, they are genuine. They had just not seen something superior. Mm -hmm. That's where the guilt comes from. That you mean we have not yet produced something so superior that would make them walk away. Do you notice nobody called them? Nobody forced them. Nobody threatened them. They simply said, guys, whatever we have is not quality enough. Let us go up to what they have. Who is the demand on? Us. We have not yet, listen, this prophetic season, we have to go into the heart of God and access things that have not yet been accessed. Yes. And that is why when God says, I will establish you, yes. I will constitute you yes. and uh, restore, you. restore you. When I do that, you will be definitely function on a higher level. On a higher level. Yes. In that place, yes. now they say, now they listen, 
they do not say, let us go into the house of the Lord to church. No. They're not coming to listen to our sermons. Nowhere. No. It is a lifestyle that we have that is superior, that is attracting them. Now, this lifestyle comes after our engagement with events. Thank you. We cannot just sit and say, because I'm born again and because I'm part of TCC and another community and another community somewhere, God will establish me. Yes. No. There's an engagement, interaction with heaven that causes you to be changed and become a person who is already restored. Yes. And this restoration attracts the peoples. And remember, they are looking for ways. They are not looking for worship. Mm. There are something called ways. Let us go find his ways that we may walk in his paths. They have connected something. Mm. They have discover, discovered that if you know his ways, you will walk in his paths. Mm -hmm. And those are powerful things. We now, to, 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 to get a reference to that, we need to look at another scripture. Okay. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, listen carefully. God made a statement here. He says, his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts than our thoughts. But for these people to say, let's go and see these people, it means what have we accessed? His ways, his ways yes. and his thoughts. So those higher ways that are higher than the heavens are from the earth. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the metaphor here means this. They are superior to the natural order. We cannot Simple find them in this yes. environment. If we look yes. with our natural eyes, nope. we cannot access his ways. Yeah. They are superior, ways are superior to the way things are done. Mm -hmm. But when they are done, their superiority is obvious. Mm. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Let's go back to that statement. Yes. His ways, are his ways are superior okay. to the ways that things are done. Mm -hmm. But his ways are not to remain in the heavens. Mm. They are to be understood to be manifest in the earth and when they are manifest, it is clear that they are superior and they are from another source. So when you access that superior way yes. of the Lord yes. and you download it yes. and you leave it in this natural realm, exactly. this place, now you start operating in a superior manner. Exactly. Which causes somebody, your neighbor, to look at you and Let say, Listen, go. let's go to these guys. Let us they go. have ways that are not... They are living another yes. life. Even though we are all thinking we're in the natural realm, now we are simply saying, guys, there's a statement we've always said, that when the Bible says you're in the world and not of the world, that's what it means. Exactly. You're in the world. They're looking at you and saying, listen, you're in the same neighborhood as, as us. But you know what? You're living different. There now, I want to come to you. Yes. You teach me his yes. ways. Thank you. So that I may walk in, in his, his path. path. Which Two means... Things. The world has no problem with walking in this path. Mm. They've they just never it. seen anyone <laughs> who walks in his ways and his paths. Yeah. That is a vindication on us. Mm. That's a problem. God needs to bring us to a new place. So, why are they coming? What is bringing them to this mountain? And how will this be carried out? Remember they said, let us go, that we may learn his ways mm -hmm. and walk in his paths. And the scripture goes on to say that for out of Zion the Lord shall go forth. By now, if you don't know what Zion is, Zion is the governing ecclesia mm. of God. So when you talk about Zion, we yes. talk about the mountain. We yes. talk about the house of the Lord. We are yeah. talking about the same people. Yes. So out of Zion, out of yes. the mountain, out yes. of the Lord's house, it's the same thing. Yes. So Zion is an elevated position. Thank you. A, a place where and the Lord will Of a higher position. Mm functioning compared to the rest and of the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, which simply means from a community of people that function in a posture called Zion. Yeah. They are believers. 
But among the believers, there's a group that operates in a position called Zion. Zion. And from there, the law. the law shall come. Now, the word law here has to be understood very carefully. This word law is really where you get the Hebrew term Torah. Now, we have to understand the Hebrew term Torah mm -hmm. was, not, was not just a spiritual law. It was a legal, meaning civil. It was a natural, meaning how to operate in the earth. And it was also a spiritual law. Mm. So it means, the Torah in context here means, where you will get direction, instruction, prophetic teaching, and priestly direction. Stop. Okay. Let's go back. Where you will get <laughs> normal Prophetic teaching, yes. notice prophetic, not just any teaching, mm. priestly direction or instruction, and the, what we call the directives. What is a directive? Meaning, in every sphere of life, the same word Torah is where we get the idea customs or mm. culture from. Mm. Literally, they are saying, let us go and learn the culture of the kingdom. Mm. And this means, when you talk about this, I love how you're breaking down the word, the law. Yes. When he talks about Torah, mm. and he talks about getting your direction, yes. getting your instruction. So yes. we, of this mountain of the Lord, must yes. know that out of Zion yes. is where we will get our direction. That's it. It's where we get our instruction. That's it's it. where we get our prophetic teaching. That's it's where it. we get our priestly direction. Uh -huh. I mean, when you listen to that, you say, yes. listen, when we have all that, our people will come and say, listen, we want to know his ways. Exactly. Now, now listen carefully. It's important to understand that there was only one high priest per time okay. in Israel. And even in the whole tribe of Levi, not everybody was a priest. Now, why is that important? Even though they were there. They were all set aside by God. Yes. It means God... Has, that is why there is Jerusalem and there is Zion. Zion. Not everybody gives direction, not everybody gives prophetic teaching, and not everybody gives priestly instruction. Mm. But everybody lives by that direction. Mm. Everybody lives by that prophetic teaching. And everybody lives by that instruction, including the priest. Yes. Very odd system. Mm. Not everybody can activate it, but everybody is subject to it. Mm. Everybody must leave. Because there's a mistake that some people think that if you give direction, you're exempt. <laughs> That's why everybody wants to enter the direction position. Because mm. you think when you talk about get your instruction, yes. what are you living by? Yes. What is your prophetic teaching? What is yes. God saying? And what is he telling you to live by? What's your proceeding exactly. one? So somebody thinks the priest leaves. It's the easy part. Let me go stand there and give direction. No. no. You are subject to, to the, the same thing. direction you're yes. giving. In fact, in this season, you are the model. Mm. Mm. Yes. You're the model of that direction. You live by it. Remember they said, let us go and tell them to teach us his ways. That means you must be having the ways yourself. Mm. Mm. You so, can't be just the one who talks of the way. You must be the one who lives in the way. They want to come and learn. To learn, listen, let me digress. Because that is something I do and I enjoy for myself. Okay. I like watching those Chinese masters teaching their people. The strange thing is that you will watch the master teach for a while and you will think he can't do anything. Mm -hmm. The day he tells a student to attempt to do something to him is when the student realizes he knows nothing. 
And that's why it's called a master, not a teacher. Not a teacher. He has mastered that thing by the time he's teaching you. Mm. So don't be in a hurry to want to go up the ladder if you're not willing to master. Mm. And it's notice easier what you're to saying. be taught. And notice, yes, I was going to say <laughs> that notice when you're sitting here and saying that you're giving direction, you're giving instruction, you're yes. giving the prophetic teaching, yes. the priestly direction or yeah. instruction. Yeah. We are simply saying now, what, what kind of internal makeup must you have Thank you. to be able to stand up to say this yes. because when we reach a place where we think that I can pick up something and just declare it and just speak it that is how you hear God yeah. saying I'm sending a new, I, I need a reformation in yes. the earth I need a new voice I need a new I need voice, a new I need sound. a new sound yeah. I need a new thing, I am doing yes. a new thing in the earth why? because when men sit and think it is just about just sitting and declaring because 2022 is here Let's declare. So you speak, 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 and you think you've done your bit. No, no. Listen, this is our understanding. Don't give prophetic direction if you've never experienced the prophetic. Mm. You need yeah. to have walked in the prophetic. You are just an extension of a reality that already exists. Mm -hmm. Therefore, because it is a reality in your own life, you can now speak from the inside. But you don't just stand up there, you get this prophetic thing, you give that to that way, but you yourself never walk in the experience of it. It doesn't work like that. So let me read again that scripture. Yes. That um, for out of Zion, mm -hmm. the proceeding word, the yes. direction, yes. the instruction, yes. the prophetic teaching, shall the priestly direction mm -hmm. shall, shall go forth. Yes. Out of Zion. Out of Zion. There's a poster called Zion, and we are calling it the proceeding one. In other words, Jesus said, man shall live by. This is what you live by. by. This is where you get direction from. from. This is where you get instruction from. This is where you get your culture from. That's a principle. Hmm. The law. Yes, so it's All important right. to, when we say, why is that important? When we say, out of Zion shall come the law. You remember these people are going to a people to learn. In the people, they are going to experience. So, where do these people that are being learned from get their source? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see now the connection. Good good it's not just, listen, we're not disconnecting these people from God. Yeah. We're not saying because you're the mountain, you're now ex exclusive. Mm -mm. No, no, you're a mountain, you're an extension. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, but it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. Wow. Listen carefully. God is giving us a picture of how his word works. And he's giving us, like we said, God gives you a picture which if you interpret, you're able to grasp what he's saying. He says, as the rain does what? Comes to the ground and causes it to bring forth. So shall my word. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting that rain does not come with seed. Mm. Okay, yes. Rain just comes. But seed cannot move till rain comes. Mm. So rain comes and finds seed. Already in the ground. That's a powerful one. Rain does not come with seed. Okay? And because the rain has come, therefore, whatever is on the ground mm. will bring forth. forth. Now, here's a powerful mm. picture. Everything God wants us to walk through is already embedded in us. 
The seed is there. The seed is in the ground. Listen, go back to Genesis. It says, for no tree hmm. had grown. Notice, the tree was there. It had not grown. Because there was no rain. That's it. Because there was no man. That's it. So it is when rain and man came, it brought forth. So how many realities are resident in you waiting for a proceeding word? Okay, stop, stop, stop. Let's go back. As the rain comes down, yes. hits the land, finds a seed, yes. and causes the seed to grow. Exactly. My word. Yes. So his word is like rain. Hmm. But when it comes, where is it sent? The word of God is not sent to the ground. No. The word of God is sent to you. You are the ground. So when that word comes into you, what yes. are you carrying? The rain of heaven. In other words, God is saying to you, listen carefully. Here is a whole national geographic teaching. Yes. <laughs> Go and observe ground that is barren. Mm. Nothing is happening. Mm. Let it rain. Watch the same ground that is barren. Mm. Watch what sprouts. Yes. He says, listen, it brings forth it even brings forth seed. Even seed was hidden there. Yes. Not just plants. Even seed. Even seed. You thought you start with seed? No. You start with rain. Hmm. Oh, I need capital. No. You need, need a word. Rain. That word will produce seed. Hmm. Capital, if you're thinking of business. When the, when the word comes, the word is like rain, yes. water, you receive that from heaven. Yes. That water brings for that which is in you. Now, yes. when you say I'm engaging, when I'm going into business, when yes. I'm going into my family, when I'm going to relationship, social life, this water hmm. is what causes that to bud. Exactly. Is that causes that to blossom. Yes. Is that which causes that to grow forth. Yes. The water of the word. So when we receive the word, yes. God has already told us. Yes. The same way when I send rain mm -hmm. and it touches that ground, yes. it brings forth Good. when the word touches you. That which you touch is blessed. Now, we go back to the statement, the work of your hands is blessed. Exactly. And here is the catch. <laughs> it will only accomplish that for which it was sent. Not that which you want. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why it's important to know the times and the season and the, season and the promises. Mm. Because the promise is what he has sent for. What he said will come to pass is what will come to pass. He said he will give the power to produce wealth. Yes. It is that for which he sent it. It will prosper in that thing. Our job is to correctly align with that thing mm -hmm. and will experience that which it was sent. Do you see how the, why the law must come out of Zion and why the proceeding word is powerful? Now, as this proceeding word comes and is powerful, there's a phrase that is put there that I think is very important for us to understand. Mm -hmm. It says that he, and remember now we know who he is, proceeding word, the one who's released the law, the one who's activating anything, he shall judge between many peoples and rebuke many nations of our now, before you rush to mm -hmm. our own interpretation, because the word judge and the word rebuke, we, in our normal English, this is what we normally say. When you're telling somebody, why are you judging me? What do you normally think he's doing? <laughs> Something negative. Mm -hmm. And yet the word judge comes from justice. Yes. How can somebody judge you and be offensive? Mm. When somebody mm. judges you, is doing the right thing. So the word judge is the word shafat. Which means to govern, strangely, to vindicate. vindicate. That's funny. It brings order, but it also vindicates. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you are innocent, 
a judge is good. If you're doing the right thing, so when he says he will judge, it means he will put in place and he will correct, decide, uh, put order, mm. adjust. So the word judge here is very different from our judge. Remember they are coming to learn his ways. To learn his ways, he has to correct some things. Mm -hmm. That's what he's called to judge. It means to weigh between the two, to tell you, look at your ways, look at my ways. You judge. To remove better. discrimination. Yes. To bring justice. Exactly. To balance the skills. There you are. To bring people to a functional environment. To make things work. Now let me explain about balancing skills. It's a funny picture that came into my mind when I was putting this together. Balancing skills is very funny. It doesn't mean that things on the two skills are the same size. Mm. <laughs> no, it's funny. Yeah. It's true. You go and balance skills the old way. Mm -hmm. Take, to get the balance, you need to take a weight. Yes. Right? And say this is 2 kg. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on the product, 2 kg will be different sizes. Yes. Yes. So balance is not equality. Mm. Mm. Balance is an entirely different context. That for this measure, this is the value. Sometimes the value is bigger Done. in size than the measure. Mm -hmm. So the measure is not equal. It's an, that's why sometimes if you think like the other mountains, you think it must be equal. equal. When you think like this mountain, you discover it doesn't work like that. The word rebuke, yak, yakach, rebuke, means to correct. He shall correct them. Mm. See, God's heart hasn't changed towards the nations. It's always... Redemptive. It's yes. not punitive. Yes. It is to, to make right. Mm. The word mm. rebuke here is to make, make right. right. Yeah. To adjust properly. Mm. Reprove, to make yes. right what? To adjust, to convince you of a better way. Mm. That's a rebuke here. <laughs> to be chastened, and by now you know what chastened means. Yes. It doesn't mean to punish, it means to correct. To bring reason. Yes, to bring or reason. Reason together. Yes. In other words, what is God saying? When he will rebuke and judge between the nations, he will produce the kingdom. When everything is corrected, when everything is correctly put, as they come, they are becoming this mountain. As they are being corrected, they are shaping into the higher mountain. That's what it means he will do. And what is the result? They shall beat their swords into plowshares. Isn't this the opposite of what we have where we've, about before? where we've just come from? Where There's, we're a, beating? Yeah. There's a season when there is war. That's why you took the, on the giants. Mm. After you take on the giants and finish, you plant. In other words, your tools change. Mm. It's interesting that before we say that turn your plushes into swords, now you yes. say turn your swords into, into plushes. Same God telling Same you. God. And I love, love what um, the scripture ends by saying. Yes. They shall experience peace. Yes. No more war. No more war. That That's is where we are going, idea. guys. There's a place called No More War. Yes. Turning your swords into plowshares exactly. and your spears into pruning hooks. Yes. That's fine. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let, let, let us close with the two things that were brought up by um, uh, Micah, Micah yes. that are so crucial to understanding the technology of this season. He says, but everyone will sit under his vine and his, and fig, his tree, fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. Now, the vine and the fig tree are two very, very, very crucial trees in the Bible. But this is the first time that the Bible puts them together. Mm. And it's funny, it says you shall sit under your own vine and fig tree. How do you sit under two trees at the same time? Mm. As soon as you realize this is figurative, but it's a powerful concept. The vine in scripture is always used 
to picture one who is connected to the supernatural. When you're connected to a supernatural source, when you're connected to God, you're operating from the supernatural, from the invisible, it is divine. That's what Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Mm. Without me, you, you can do, do nothing. nothing. And the branches are connected to the vine. Yes. If you cut off the branch... The vine dies. The, the, the branch dies. Yeah, yeah, the branch dies. Yes. The vine will thrive, yes. but the branch will die. Mm -hmm. So, every time you see the picture of the vine, you will sit under your own vine tree. Everybody will have their connecting uh, process, uh, proceeding word that they are living by. Say that again. Everybody will have, will be connected to their proceeding word that they are living by. Mm. So there is Christ, yes. the word, yes. everyone shall sit connected yes. to Christ, connected yes. to him. Yes. When we come to this place of turning our swords into exactly. blood and a place where we will live with no more wars, yes. no more fighting, mm -hmm. no more going to the field to say I'm fighting, yes. I'm now seated. When you talk about sitting, you're talking about comfort. Rest. Rest. Meaning rest. you're operating from a place of rest. rest. So I'm connected yes. to my vine. John would say this way, if you abide in me and my yeah. word abides in you, you can ask anything. Me. That is where we are going. That's a place where we are connected to the That's vine. a connection. Yes. And the fig tree, fig tree, fig tree, fig tree. Fig tree is the picture used in the word that signifies natural good, mm -hmm. material good. In other words, the fig tree is a result of the connection in the vine. Okay. Now, when you talk about the fig, fig tree, talking about um, good, material good, Yes. now, we know, mm -hmm. we've talked even this, we have a message yes. on the fig tree from Genesis, yes. where we see man taking the leaves and creating his own yes. apple. Yes. Now, fig tree is the only tree which brings fruit before the leaves. Exactly. Alright? Exactly. So, when you see leaves or on a fig, fig tree, you know it has fruit. And that's Already. why Jesus, when he saw the fig and he saw the leaves, he came for fruit. Yes. When he found no fruit, he cast the fruit. Exactly. He cast the, the tree. tree. Yes. Why? Because this is a tree that was living. It's not supposed to be living a fake life. A fake life. Yes. Yeah. So, when now we come and say, wait a minute, when Adam went to pick up the leaves from the fig tree, <laughs> he ignored the fruit. It had fruit. Listen, he had been told, you may freely <laughs> eat it. Of every tree, which means the fig already had fruit. Mm -hmm. But what did he go for? Yeah. The leaves. That's a whole teaching by itself. We mm -hmm. wouldn't even touch it now. But get this picture. That the whole idea is that this picture of sitting under the vine and the fig means because you are connected to the vine, there is fruit in your life. Mm. Because you're connected to the vine, there's a material there's proof. There's a material reality. In other words, this season, we're going to the place that says, listen, I can see the figs. Mm. If I track back, I'll mm. find the vine. Mm. So we are coming to a place in TCC where we'll be asking yes. you, are you sitting under your vine tree? Yes. Are you connected to your source? Are yes. you living by the proceeding word? Yes. Are you connected to the principles of heaven? That's you sitting under your vine. Exactly. But the other question is, are you sitting under your fig tree? Is there material good yes. in your life? Is there prosperity? Is there increase? Is there um, something that somebody can look at you and say, surely mm -hmm. there is growth in your life? Absolutely. These two trees mentioned together is always a picture of purpose and prosperity. Mm. Those two connected. I, I'll show you two scriptures quickly, and then I'll just release something that I feel God wants us to, to speak into. 1 Kings 4.25 
and Judah and Israel dwelt safely, each man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan as far as Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. We all know that in the hmm. days of Solomon, God gave Israel unprecedented prosperity. Yes. But he says each man sat under his vine, vine. and fig. That, and everybody dwelt in safety. Mm. Let's look at Zechariah 3.10. In that day, each of you will invite, invite your neighbor to sit under your vine and fig tree, declares the Lord Almighty. What day when the mountain of the Lord's house is chief, mm. you will invite your neighbor oh, yes. to sit under your vine and your fig tree. They will say, mm -hmm. let us go into, into the, to the mountain of the Lord's house that they may teach us his ways. Where is his ways taught? Mm, under and a vine, vine and a fig tree. Hmm. Do you begin to see how it That's culminates? That's a prophetic picture. That's a prophetic picture. So, therefore, what I'm saying, when we begin to operate in this manner, God, to TCC, this simply means the power or the vine to create wealth must be seen in the fig to produce wealth. And the results of this will cause nations to flow. Meaning, in this season, as you engage and function as the mountain of the Lord's house, one of the first clear principles is the fact that you're connected and the fact that you're producing amazingly. The second picture is people coming and willing to sit under your vine and your fig, which means what? I want to see your connection. I want to hear your ways, mm. that I may walk in the paths that I may become and produce like you. Mm. So that we will still we go back to the vine yes. and the fig because yes. that's our reality in this season. Yes. And I think, uh, I think what you've just said about yes. um, power to create wealth. When exactly. you talk about power, we're talking about connection, the yes. vine, and the to create wealth, the fig. fig. In one scripture, we can still see the vine and the fig, yes. and we are going to experience that in this season. Yes. And when we talk about um, the vine and the fig, when we when we ask what uh, are you sitting under your vine as a father, mm. as a husband, mm. as a priest, mm. or as an individual here you're living and saying, I am the one who is checking my life and asking, where, am I? where is my connection? You must be able to write down and say, I know where I'm connected. Yep. Every branch can see where it's connected. Yeah. There's no branch yes. that can guess, I don't know where I'm connected in the vine. Yeah. I'm connected and I know. You cannot meet a branch producing... And it's connected to nothing. Yes. That's a dangerous branch. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yes. And when we talk about the fig, anyone can say, listen, it's not, I don't need uh, um, the revelation to be told whether my fig. Say that again. You do not need? Revelation. Listen, the mountains will not need revelation mm. or spiritual yes. insight to yes. identify you. They should be able to see naturally. Yes. In other words, what we are doing is so obvious that they can see it, therefore they come and ask. Hmm. The, the queen of Sheba had, she did not hear spiritual stories. She had real stories concerning Solomon. Solomon. And she came to see. To see That's in the natural. That's and it. that is why it's absolutely critical that we occupy the land. Yes. In the occupation, two things will happen. Sitting under your vine, sitting under your fig tree. That Absolutely. That becomes our reality. That becomes our reality. Yes. Father, I just want to thank you for this bathing moment that is crucial for us. And that 
as we have heard the scriptures, let them be burnt in our heart. Mm. Let them be written in our minds. Let them occupy our soul. Let them be the keys that drive us as we go. Let, let them awaken in us. Let this word that has come cause the dryness to bud. Let that which is in us that has been asleep wake up. Let the seed come forth. Let everything needed to become this reality function. Because, Lord, we know you're raising the mountain across the nations. We have spent years hearing of the seven mountains. From now on, we want to completely obliterate that picture with the eighth mountain. And let the seven mountain come up to the eighth mountain. Because that is where we are. So, Father, I pray for TCC. I pray for all those listening. I pray for the communities of the nations you're birthing. I pray for those you call by your name. They don't have to be called TCC. They are called by your name that they may function in this season, mm. that we will all connect to this mighty river, all our prophetic streams coming together to birth a mighty torrent that shall flow into the nations that the river of the Spirit will birth a new community in the earth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. We say yes, Lord. We yes. say yes. We take that one. We embrace it. And we say surely we are in yep. the season to occupy the land. Yes. And when you talk about occupy, remember we are saying it is a present and continuous. Yes. We are in this place where we are taking the word of God. And in it we are occupying little God is giving us a little at a time and we are taking the land. We are taking the land. And in this place, we thrive. Yes. We thrive. Absolutely. And the nations look at us and say, surely yes. let us go to the mountain of the Lord's house. Because in that place, there's a superior life. Absolutely. And that's what the nations are looking for. Yes. This is business unusual. And in this season, this is what we say. May you be found sitting under your vine and, and under, under your fig tree. tree. God bless you.